Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good morning, 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 good people. It is Monday, August the 15th, 2022. Y'all decided to wake up with Ray G. And for that, I appreciate y'all being here. I hope you had a fantastic freaking weekend. Hope you enjoyed it. Chilled out, played, enjoyed preseason football. We are back. We did not have a show on Friday. Went to the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton. Yes, went to the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton. So no show on Friday, but we were not going to miss y'all today here on Monday. We are limping into the show, literally limping into the show Jay Rich, man, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good. It was uh, a long road. You know, we talked about how we were just together sharing a pizza late night, 30 yeah. hours ago. And uh, we talked about, are we going to do the show? Are we, we going to make it? We got to travel, get home, all these things. But we couldn't let the people down. We had to show no. up today. So obviously happy to be here for the people. Good morning to everybody. Mm. But obviously the weekend was the highlight for sure. Um, whether it was football, whether it was us hanging out, the expo, uh, a yeah. lot of fun. But happy to be here for the people. Lots of things to talk about. You know, Uh-oh. people are already talking about Antonio Gibson's Gibson. fumble. We talked about that a lot. You know, Drake London, small injury, Zach yep. Wilson. But we're here yep. to do the rookie report. This is why you guys are here. We talk rookies. We analyze it from the very first week all the way through the season. So we have the most information possible and make the best decisions. Yeah. How you doing, right? How you feeling? We got feeling? a lot. We got How a lot. Feeling? There is a lot, man. We had every every team played, so like preseason is here, right? We got two more games. Preseason is here. Definitely the highlight of the weekend. Um, for everybody out there listening, man, like if you're listening to the show, you're a fan of fantasy football first and foremost. I highly encourage going to Expo next year, man. Just meeting so many different people, Jay. I met a lot of people I look up to. I mean, yeah. I mean of course, the goats are out there, the Scott Fishes of the world, and the Ryan McDowell's and the Rich Rebars, and you know all the all the OGs are there. But man, just getting to interact with with people that will that are that will never create content, right? They're not content yeah. creators. But they just consume fantasy content. Honestly, the best the best part of the weekend for me was people just walking up and saying, "Man, like I check out your stuff. I've been watching for years. Man, it's great to meet you." And we took time to to visit with everybody that wanted to talk to us, take pictures. It was it was really cool. I, I encourage everybody to go out there. Biggest piece of news: you and I got to meet for the first time. People did yeah. not know we've been doing shows together three years, three and a half years, and we finally met uh, for the first time. Uh, you and I finally getting a chance to meet, man. Just it was awesome, man. Yeah, I love you like a brother, man. I want to say that early this morning. We got to yeah. meet, but um, we got some 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 serious news here. Uh, this player is officially droppable in all formats. Drop this player. You don't want him in dynasty. He was hurt, and it's over. The career is done. Hang it up. Uh, <laughs> read the news, Jay. Ray Garvin. Out indefinitely, Ray GQ suffered a torn left Achilles, left Achilles, and is out indefinitely. Um, you know, Ray, there's a lot of hype. I was a lot of hype. The photo, a lot of hype. I, I was there to create content. We were there to create content mm. for the people. 
it was it was short lived to say the least. Um, it's, it's over. You know, we <laughs> it's over. We went through a lot that day. You know, we, from hanging out to yeah. having fun, warming up. Boom, Achilles gone. ER late ER, night. CVS drive through. <laughs> like, I mean, what are you what are you doing with me in crazy. Dynasty at this point, Jay? I mean, what is there? Are you dropping me? Are you are you I hanging mean, on for the comeback? What, what are you doing with me in Dynasty? Ray, I got to be honest, man. Thirty five year old cornerback <laughs> hasn't played in a few years. Torn Achilles. I I just think we got to move on. I think you know, sell for what you can get. But if you can't get a fourth rounder, he's droppable. That's that's okay. We just got to be honest. We are not. Uh, Scott, we don't play favorites around here. We got to do. What we got to do. Roster Scott called me a roster clogger at this point. Carpentier was there, teammate. A lot of hype. The hype was there. It was like the, it was like Travis Etienne. We were all excited yeah. to, to see it. And one catch, three yards. Game winner though. Game, Game winning winner, catch first. for three yards, and that that on the Hall of Fame field. We're gonna go ahead and hang it up. But yes, torn, ruptured Achilles, popped it, walked off. No crying, no yep. tears. Walked out yep. of the state, walked up the stairs into the car uh, yeah. <laughs> on a torn Achilles, man. It was my uh, Black Mamba moment, man. Rest in peace, Black Mamba. But your boy is good, man. Like I tell everybody, man, it was the, I thought somebody kicked me in the calf. Like literally, we were just watching the yeah. video before we got on the show. I could have sworn, like you had a million dollars in front of me. I was like, damn, who the fuck is behind me, man? It's flag football. Why are you stepping on my calf? And then we watched yeah. the video and Jay, it just looks like, it looked just regular, right? Like a, I just catch it and turn up and boom, there it goes. But uh, that's not going to stop the train, baby. We're going to get in, get the surgery done, come back season, and uh, we'll be back next year. But yeah, torn Achilles. I'm out of there. And uh, there goes Troy walking up fucking the stadium stairs with the torn yeah. Achilles. Just just beast mode. But um, appreciate all the well wishes. But your boy's doing good. Jay, we, we got we to gotta get to some of the... Some of the uh, some of the players, though, some of the actual players. I, I am going to retire. At least you can say this, Jay. Everything that I, I, I talked about, the quads are indeed big. The, I look yep. good out there. Looked like I was going to do some work, but uh, Father <laughs> Time said, sit your old ass down. You played college football back in 2004. You ain't got it no more, Pop. So, uh, yeah. But let's let's talk uh, the, the, big, the big piece of news, man. And I don't know if my girl Joe is in here. First of all, I didn't say good morning to the people, but good morning to everybody in here. I see Marlon, Alex, Lindsey Mack was in the building. I saw Troy, Chad, Jay. Jay said he uh, sold GQ first two weeks. Oh, God. First week of last season. Damn, man. Just... Cold-blooded, five-star Pete in the building, Ro, John, Patrick, James, all the good people in the building. But, Jay, on Friday night, man, the, the, the chatter, the talk, was it Friday or Saturday? The Antonio Gibson fumble heard around the world, man. Antonio Gibson uh, fumbles the ball on a look-like-a-routine yeah. tackle, ends up playing all the way into the second quarter. Uh, I know we talk. We got to talk Gibson before we get – well, it kind of fades into a rookie, right? But yeah. Brian Robinson comes in. B-Rob looks good. B-Rob's rushing well, you know, making defenders miss, punching in touchdowns. Gibson plays damn near the whole second quarter with the twos. Yeah. Instant reaction to this game. And, and listen, it's one preseason game, y'all. Don't overreact. We will overreact for the show, but don't overreact. But in this case with Antonio Gibson, and I talked to Carpentier about it. I talked to Cody. I said, Cody, hey, man, like I, I like Gibson too. But if he's not going to hold on, the issue with him, can't hold on to the ball. They find a guy that can hold on to the ball, that that played running back in college. 
Where are you at with Gibson, man? This is this is not good for Antonio. I don't care if it's one preseason game. If anything, it makes it even worse that you're doing that in the preseason, right? Where are you at with Gibson and Brian Robinson? What what are we doing with this situation, man? I think this is this is problematic at this point. It is. I am on alert. I am on high alert. I mean, for me, I think the problem is is that this is something that we knew he needed to clean up, and when he had an opportunity to do that. He showed that he's not really working on that. And I'm not going to blast him for fumbling. He was getting tackled by like four guys. Someone punched it out. But this is just something you can't have. You're known for fumbling issues. Your coach has come out and said, you know, we have to protect the rock. They draft somebody in the third round who is known for having secure football with his or having secured with the football with his hands. Now, on top of not just fumbling, but you get benched in preseason. Brian Robinson comes in, looks good. I think this is just confirming the, th- the thought that, Initially, we said, oh, Brian Robinson's just going to kind of spell Antonio Gibson. Well, maybe he's not. Maybe he's legitimately going to get a decent workload to where Gibson is just okay. You know, he may only get somewhere like 180, 200 carries. We need him to be in the 250 plus 30 receptions to really be fantasy viable for us overall. Because on top of that, Brian Robinson might get that short yardage work. He may get that goal down work. So I I think we need to be concerned because if Gibson's just going to be a between the 20s runner, He's not that useful in fantasy, and that's the big problem for him right now. Uh, he might not get the between the twenties if he can't hold. Like that's and it wasn't. A, it was not being tackled by. He got tackled by a guy, and then the ball just gets punched out. But the issue is that that was his problem last year, right? Was yeah. not being able to hold on to the ball. I was not the biggest Brian Robinson fan coming out of Bama, man. Like one year guy, yeah. not super bursty, not super lateral quickness. But he's he is good enough. The though. quintessential, he's good just good enough guy to be on the field. He's going to be where he's supposed to be. He's going to hold on to the ball. He can catch it. He's got the size to play on the goal line. This is bad. This is very bad for Antonio Gibson. I don't know if there's any other way to say it, man. I don't think there's a shot in hell Washington gives him a second contract. So I think he's going to be. I just don't. I, why they just invested the yeah. same draft capital in a better running back in the traditional sense of the world. Not better athlete, not more explosive, doesn't have the game-breaking abilities, Antonio Gibson, but just trust to play the position. This is scary. It's scary hours for one Antonio Gibson. I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, Thursday, the preseason games, we had the Giants and then the Giants, Patriots, Titans, Ravens. Quick thoughts. And yeah, Scott said he's Jamal Williams, right? Like in I've been saying yeah. that for a while. He's going to be the most annoying player in fantasy because he's going to be on the field. He's going to get work, and we can't ignore him now. This is, you know, it just seems like Gibson, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs are all on this trajectory where they're going to be on new teams um, after their current contracts are up with their respective teams. Uh, but let's real quickly hit on anything from the Giants besides, again, we said it last week, I don't want any piece of that offense besides Saquon Barkley, man. Oh, man. It's going to be it's bad. bad, at least this year. You're talking read. I, I don't want any Kenny Galladay lackadaisical running routes uh, Wandell was out there, uh, Darius Slayton getting the ball early, and then Daniel Jones. Yep. You know, there's some good, but there's more bad than good when it comes to Daniel Jones just about every time that, that he's on the field. The Patriots, no Mac Jones. Uh, we saw that James White retired. Ramondre looks like he's yep. going to be the guy in rumors about Damian Harris being traded, swirling like crazy. But I really want to jump to the Titans-Ravens game because I want to talk about Malik Willis, Jay, because he was sort of like the real big buzz uh, off of Thursday. Yeah. We didn't get to do the show on Friday. So just 
your quick initial thoughts on on Malik Willis and and how he looked and how you're you're expecting the season to play out for him because I think uh, unless Tannehill gets hurt, I still don't think he's going to play. Like I don't think there's a he's not pushing for a starting job. But when you see the scramble, when you see the arm strength, uh, this is the tantalizing sort of skill set that we were yeah. think he could potentially get him drafted in round one. Ultimately, ended up falling to round three. I think if we had to redo the NFL draft, maybe a couple of teams, maybe say, you know what, we'll take a shot on that guy in the second round. Yeah, right? the talent. What were your thoughts on just seeing some of the Malik Willis highlights running around the arm strength? Where are you at with Malik? I thought it looked really good. You know, I think the biggest thing was we were unsure as how did the skills translate to the NFL level. And while it's only preseason, it was good to see he didn't look overmatched, right? He looked like he could compete out there. He made an awesome deep throw. You know, you saw the rushing ability. It was weird, though, to see Variable kind of criticize him after the game. I don't know if you saw that. He was talking about how he wanted him to throw the ball more. You know, you hope there's not tension between coach and quarterback. Maybe they're looking for different things during the preseason. But I think from Malik's standpoint, to come out, show out the way that he did, um, obviously, Tons of people noticed. It was pretty much all people were talking about on Friday. So good to see him show out. Looked like he wasn't overmatched. And I'm hoping that can continue. We'll see if he can get a lot of reps in preseason because I don't think Tannehill's going to get a ton. So hopefully Probably we see not. quite a bit of Malik against pretty decent defenses, second team defenses, maybe even a little bit of first team and see what he can really do against some good defenses. Because I think, like you said, the skill set's there. Would I buy in fantasy quite yet? Probably not. But yeah. I mean, it was encouraging for sure to see him do some good things. Still out there. a lot to clean up, right? Like he's still there's yeah. still a lot of development. There was a play, I believe, uh, Traylon ran it. It was a deep, 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 deep like hitch comeback route, hitch route, um, and he was open and Malik missed him. Like he had a clean pocket, missed him. Rabel said, "Hey, I want him to throw the ball. I know he could run around." But that's the yeah. that's the develop that's playing at Liberty and then playing in the NFL. Yeah. And I don't care if it's preseason or not. The fourth stringers, third stringers for the Ravens are better than anybody that he faced like within his conference of whatever conference, the independent conference, whatever Liberty is in. So uh, it was encouraging, right? Encouraging to see Malik Willis out there. Uh, then you move on to Friday. And, you know, I think there was a lot of good stuff out of the Atlanta-Detroit game. For, you know, first of all, DeAndre Swift was getting run. Swift looked good. Amon Ross St. Brown looked good. Uh, and then from the Falcons side of the ball, Mariota had a couple of nice drives. Desmond Ritter came to freaking play. Desmond Ritter showed yeah. up, led the team in rushing, uh, and had uh, 103 passing yards, two touchdowns. He balled out. Drake London with a nice catch early in the game from Mariota. I think it was a 25-yard crossing route. Ended up banging up his knee. Uh, Jay, any report on him? I, I heard it wasn't serious. It was like minor injury. They're taking precaution with him. Nothing yeah. to be alarmed about with uh, Drake London. Yeah, he's supposed to. I think he's supposed to miss practice at least this week. They just talked about him missing practice, so he's not necessarily going to be practicing, which isn't great. But yeah, we'll see if it actually impacts him playing in the games. Um, but yeah, they said it's probably not serious, should be fine. But he is going to miss practice. How much practice we don't know yet. It could be this week, potentially even into next week. But right now, it's just missing practice and potentially missing a game this week, and we'll kind of see from there. All right, I guess Austin Slayton wants some time today in front of the camera, so let me give it to him real quick. He says, "What are you saying?" He looked good rushing, question mark. He made one good throw, couldn't get off the first read. It's not about a, a, a rookie making every single play. If that was your expectation, that he was going to go out there and make every right read and make every right play in limited duty, then you're delusional. That's not it, right? It's seeing the special play that he made and saying, there it, there it is right there, right? We just said he still has a lot of development to do. He missed reads. Traylon Burks was open. But when you see him reverse field and outrun defenders and get it in for a 17-yard touchdown run, 
That's a play that you can give that to Mac Jones 10 times and he makes it zero. That's a play you tell Ryan Tannehill to make and maybe he can get that off one time. You tell other, like, that play was a special play. You see the traits that he has, that if he can put those things together, that's what makes him a tantalizing prospect. But also, that is the reason why we knew he was developmental coming out of Liberty. That's what I'm saying, Austin. Just want to clarify for you in, in that regard. Now, somebody was talking about the Detroit O-line. Yeah, they're going to eat. Swift looked good. Uh, Tyler Algier, you were asking, did he play? Yeah, he played. Played. Had a nice good run. Average 8.3 a carry. Jay had a nice little run to the right side. I know he worked with like the fifth unit or whatever like that, but yeah. I fully expect by the time we get to the nitty-gritty, Tyler Algier is probably going to be uh, you know, uh, heavily involved or at least involved in that rushing attack, especially in today's NFL where they're not just throwing out one running back and saying, you go get it, right? Um, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, we were oh. in Cleveland for the return of Deshaun Watson and, you know, looked, looked like he hadn't played football in a little bit, right? Looked like he hadn't yeah. played football in a little bit. Did that rollout look good on the rollout? Overshot a guy. I think Anthony Schwartz dropped a ball or two. So I'm not going to put a ton on, you know, I'm not going to say he just was awful, but Schwartz yeah. didn't look good. But the Browns went out there. Jerome Ford had a couple of big runs. Uh, the Jaguars, your boy Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence, first they weren't going to play, <laughs> then they play a lot. Uh, Etienne looked explosive, right? You know, looked explosive. Looks like he's back from the foot injury. That's what's most important. Yeah. Etienne yeah, yeah. looked fine. I know there are a lot of people talking about he missed a hole and missed an alley. It's preseason week one, man. It was the like first live tackling to the ground. You know, he looked explosive, which is good. Trevor Lawrence threw a couple of balls. Uh, what are your yep. thoughts on any of those guys, man? Uh, you know, ETN, like you said, it's it's the vision, right? Which were some concerns coming out of college. Trevor Lawrence did look pretty good, though. You know, he wasn't the most accurate, but I think we saw him make some nice plays, and that's what we want to see and continue to build on that. Seeing both of them together on the field obviously was good. Um, I think the biggest story in that game was honestly Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford... Had himself a game, 10 carries, 57 yards and a touchdown, four receptions, 45 yards through the air and a touchdown. This is the dual threat ability that we've seen from Jerome Ford throughout his college career. And to see him play like that in the preseason, even against the fourth stringers, man, like you don't see guys putting up damn near 100 yards in a preseason game that often. So doing it through the air, he led his team in rushing and receiving. Yes, yeah. it is the Browns, but, you know, there's already Kareem Hunt potentially wanting out. If a Nick Chubb injury happens, we always talk about this, you know, Dearness Johnson is an option there. But I'm not saying you gotta have Jerome Ford, but to he see him show good. like that is good. It's encouraging. It's encouraging. Look, well, and it's funny because I don't know if it was on this show or if it was in the Discord, whereas like I hadn't heard a lot about Jerome Ford. Like I was just like, and it wasn't like yeah. a bad. I just said I hadn't heard a lot out of camp um, with Jerome Ford. It was a lot of you know uh, uh, Kareem Hunt rumors, and I'm hearing Dearness yep. Johnson. Dearness Johnson got the start, but I had not heard a lot about Jerome Ford, good or bad. So I was re really anxious to see him in that one long run where he cut back. He looked good, you know, and yep. that's one of the things at Cincinnati. You know, the speed, like I know he didn't test as fast as a lot of people thought, you know, having that track background, but Ford looked really good, Jay. I, I You know, this this probably gives Cleveland the incentive to say, Kareem, we're not paying you, man. Like we got Dearness, we got Nick, and we drafted uh, Jerome Ford in the fifth, sixth round of the NFL draft. We'll pay him pennies and give him carries if need be. So thought he looked good, and I, I, I'm still excited about ETN, man. He looked explosive, and he. I, I'll tell you this. Miss the hole, hit the hole, whatever you want to say. <laughs> if he gets an inch, you can tell he's probably gone. Oh yeah, like he's got oh, yeah. he's got legit juice. So um, that was that was fun, fun to see, fun to watch. 
probably some of the most hyped players this preseason playing in the same game from the uh, from the, the from the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. Trey Lance got on the field. Then we got to see Romeo Ooh. Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs did what he apparently has been doing all damn uh, training camp, which was catch long passes, get open, score. I think he had like three for 40 and a touchdown. Trey Lance, trigger Trey going deep to Danny oh, Gray, uh, running Real the good. ball. I mean, arm fatigue, my ass. Uh, he, you know, we continue to talk about all these quarterbacks, the Bryce Youngs, the CJ Stroud, Will Levis, J- uh, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and we talk about the long j- log jam at the top of the dynasty rankings, right? Talk about the log jam. How... Who, how the hell is Bryce Young going to be a top eight quarterback when there's Lamar and yep. Burrow and Herbert and Mahomes and Allen and Kyler? And like, uh, that, that's six right there, right? That's six right there. How, who's that guy that could push themselves into elite quarterback territory? And the answer has been, it still is, it's Trey Lance. Like, that's the guy that can yeah. push himself this season to be a top eight type option because of what he can do on the ground. You see the sports books have already moved his rushing yard lineup. It was 475 three weeks ago. We told you, use the promo code wake up, smash the over on Trey Lance over 475 rushing yards. It's up to 500 and something rushing yards for Lance. Now you see the fatigued arm going deep to Danny Gray. I don't know if Danny Gray is going to be a usable fantasy asset, but you're talking about from a team schematic standpoint, that type of field stretcher to clear shit out for Kittle and for IU and Debo. This offense could just be awesome. And I believe it was Dwayne McFarland. Shout out Dwayne PFF. Met Dwayne in person in Canton. He talked about... um, he he talked about you know the the uh, AFC West and the NFC West and how yeah. those two conferences play each other this year, like their division their division matchups. Oh, and really? For the first oh time God. in like I think it was like twenty something years or something, some long period of time in the books, like every one of those games are projected implied team total of fifty points or higher. So when the when the Niners and the and the Raiders play, when the Niners and the Ra- you know Niners and the, like it's gonna be fun. Points galore. Uh, Trey Lance look good. Romeo Dobbs look Dubs look good. Jordan Love. When we looked, he had two or three interceptions in the second quarter. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what to think about Jordan Love. He played a lot, uh, but Danny he Gray played- was moving. Trey Lance looked good. Trey Sermon looked not good. What were your thoughts? Are you in on the somebody's asking? Are you in on the Lance train now? Mike Anderson coming for you early on Monday. Uh oh, he I said mean, you were hating I'm, on Lance. Mike Anderson, I was said hating. You were hating I was on hating Lance. on Lance at cost, mm. and, and people always people always mistake this argument. I was hating on Lance at cost. His cost came down. I made a video for player profiler saying we should be in on Trey Lance. You did. I drafted Trey Lance and Scott Fishbowl. So I'm just saying the upside is obviously there. He did. He look great. Absolutely. He looked phenomenal. And I think we're going to see a lot of this this year. It's good to see that not only is he playing well, but it didn't look like he was trying to run the ball, right? They're trying to make sure that he gets yeah, his yeah, reads. Yeah, yeah. He throws the ball on time and all those things yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. really what he needs to work on. We know he can run. And during the season, he's going to run a lot. But in the preseason, you want to see him hit those reads, make those throws. And obviously, the Danny Gray throw was the one that Jimmy Garoppolo ain't making that throw, right? So it no. adds a dimension to the offense no. that they haven't had for years and what they needed with Trey Lance. And I think I want to quickly circle back to our conversation on Wednesday. This is why if Anthony Richardson hits, he could be the guy that could hit that ceiling, yes. right? You talked about Bryce. Yes. You talked about CJ Stroud. If yes. Anthony Richardson hits, this is what we're looking at. So I think well, that people need to remember it, that, that you going. need this 
Keep it going. Go to Jalen Hurts. Go to the next rushing. Go to Jalen Hurts. I mean, just keep the Jaylen shit going. Jalen Hurts looks Jalen Hurts. damn good. Six he looks six ready to play this year, man. Boom, 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 boom. Touchdown. Get him off the Dots. field. We've seen enough. Yeah. Dots. With no Devontae I, I, Smith. A.J. Brown he, didn't have a grab. I'm excited, man. A.J. Brown excited. didn't have He's, a grab. We've been in on Hurts this year, and a lot of people are in on Hurts. But I think, again, we talked about how if he gets everything in place, man, like, He's still a good quarterback. He just needs to, you know, get it all together. And I think the biggest thing that people forget, like they talk about the rushing, Sirianni wants to throw the ball. The beginning of the season, they're throwing the ball a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And he's like, okay, it's not going to work. They cut that shit off. They started running the ball. If Hurts is this confident and throwing the ball this well, he could be, he could pre- be an easily. Let's not easily. overreact. It's one hey, man, preseason it's- game. Listen, but it's, it's the confidence, though. I Philly's love to see the problem. confidence, man. They're a good team. Defensively, they're, they're good. Their offensive front is good. A.J. Brown was a godsend for, like, as much as people yeah. wanted Drake London or Traylon Burks or a rookie or Olave or any of that, like, trading for A.J. Brown was just the best move they could have made. And I, l- listen, the Trey Lances of the world, the Jalen Hurts of the world, this is why... This is why, like, those rushing, you talk about Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. This is why I'm still not all the way in on C.J. Stroud right now being a top-five quarterback that people are saying. Like, this isn't Ohio State out there at the NFL, man. Just with passing volume. That's the problem. At some point in the NFL in, like, the next two or three years, you're going to have to have a rushing floor to even be a top-ten quarterback. Like, unless you're Tom Brady or Matt Stafford who are just – Throwing the ball a ton, throwing for a lot of touchdowns, you're going to need this. And that's, I think, the big thing that we're seeing and, and why you want a guy with at least a 300 rushing yard floor, a couple touchdowns. Like Dak, for a few years, was a guy who ran for five touchdowns a season. It, it's going to be a necessity well, for fantasy football, and people need to realize that for sure. Let's just keep the quarterback train rolling. Let's keep going. I want to hit some of these rookies. Let's talk, let's talk Sam Howell. And I know it was with, I know it was with fucking third, second, third stringers, but let's talk some Sam Howell. Do you think there's a chance Sam Howell plays this season? Like, do you just do you think there's a chance he gets to start this season at for whatever reason? Wince's inefficiency, somebody we're knocking on wood. We to don't want anybody fair, to get hurt. To be fair, Wentz does put he himself in some bad situations. Oh, yeah, he 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 looked pretty good in the preseason, but I think that Hal is gonna get an opportunity, right? As much as we didn't like these quarterbacks that much, and the NFL kind of told us that, I think we know that at some point these guys will probably need to play so that teams can make a decision heading into next season, right, with what they want to do. But how, like you said, three three carries, nineteen yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Like that's what we saw in college. Eight hundred yards, almost as much as Trey Lance. Like this is what we saw in college, and he's doing that in the NFL now. Obviously, the the throwing is going to need to be improved, the accuracy, all these things, the timing. But that can come over time. And I think he's going to play this season for sure. And I think I'm hoping we see it because I think he can be dynamic. It's just how does he look with that time to sit and watch and learn? But I think that Hal's definitely going to get an opportunity this season for sure. Yeah. Um... I think it's I think Wentz will have to be real, real bad for consecutive weeks. Like real, real bad. And I think Washington or, just the, or the team is bad. Well, right? that, and, and I was and gonna we say well, this Washington with is just too. done. They're just out of it. They're not yeah. playing for anything. And they want to see can they can they cheaply Davis Mills this for a year and give him a give yeah. him a year to see? I don't know. I, I think he's gonna get a chance to get out there, but but we'll see. And and this is the thing. He's behind Heineke, right? And Heineke will play, but Heineke's kind of reckless, man. It, we'll, we'll see, man. How look? Here's my thing with all the rookies. Any rookie, any veteran, early in preseason, I would rather them be making plays 
and talking about them making plays yeah. and us overreacting than them fumbling the ball in the first quarter or dropping passes or not being able to hit the broadside of a barn. I would rather the narrative around them coming out of week one of the preseason to be in the positive than the negative. No matter if you call it overreacting or not, um, I would rather that happen. And speaking of overreacting, are we looking at the new Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh? Am I overreacting calling Kenny Pickett and George Pickens, the PP boys, the new Ben and AB? Ben and AB. Ben and Brown? Ben and Brown? Pickett and Pickens? I'm just I'm saying, in. man. I'm just saying. Kenny Pickett got in. And everybody was shitting on him. We came on this show. Sound Pickett. He's oh, garbage. Yeah. You can't complete a pass in the first week of preseason uh, training camp. And I admit, Jay, we that was that was overreaction wake up. That was after, mean. That, that was, was overreaction mean. after two days of training camp. But Kenny Pickett got out there, got his opportunity, and was mm-hmm. dialed in. George Pickens goes out there. And apparently just does what George Pickens does every day in practice and look good. And I know the pass was from Mason Rudolph that scored the touchdown. But just saying, when they got on the field, uh, both of these young players played well. Where are you at with uh, with OKP and uh, GP? I mean, with Pickens, it's the issue is is that what do you do if you don't have him, right? Because a lot of people got him, and there's, I mean, what are you what are you selling him for? You're not selling him the way he's looking right now. Yeah, he should be damn. the wide receiver. Sold him two. for a first. Robert sold him for a first after the game. I don't know if I would do that yet. I mean, again, we're not talking about where the first is or projects to be. Like, yeah, we don't. Know. I don't think that you want to sell him for that right now. I, I not to say that he's worth more. I think it's a pretty fair deal, but he was a borderline first round pick in 2022, right? So are we really going to sell a first round pick for a first round pick down the road for a guy who's already looking good? A lot of good reports about him. I wouldn't, as far as pick is concerned, I'm, I think I'm most concerned about Mitch, right? Mitch looked okay. You know, he didn't look great. I thought Mason Rudolph looked all right. And then Pickett looked all right, which leaves the front office with zero clarity. They don't know what to do. It's Mitch's job to lose, but I think Pickett's fine. You know, is he going to get a ton of opportunity? I don't know. I could see I them passing over. I think they're going to, I could see them passing over Rudolph to play Pickett yes. if yes. Mitch fails. Yes. But to be honest, that throw that Rudolph made was perfect. Like it was a dime right to the back corner pylon. Pickens got it. Twitter went crazy. Um, I, I don't know if I'd be buying Pickens right now because the price would be high. It would yeah, be high. We're to talking Pickens. 23 for uh, how high is it? Cody said, Cody Smith said, I'll try to sell Pickens for that 23 first, no takers. If, if, if all the cost was a second right now, would you do it? Oh, absolutely. Easy. But I mean, would you? But I, I think if you wanted to trade your first and you really thought it was like a back end first, I don't think it's the worst thing. No. Like, if you really like him, if you yeah, really yeah, like yeah, 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 I, yeah. I don't, I'm not saying you should do it, but if you really like him, you're all in on George Pickens. Like we talked about before, he projects to be the wide receiver too with Claypool in the slot. Is, Is he that better, actually going to happen? Does he have a we'll shot see. to be better than Deontay? Just asking. I'm just, not yes. now, not yes. this year, but yes. next year, could we to be, be looking the Steelers? At, He's the to Steelers, be the Steelers wide receiver one, I think that's definitely within the realm of possibilities. And we know how fruitful that role is. And that and that's the thing, right? We can say, oh, well, we could sell him now. But the Steelers wide receiver one is a very good role to have. Very good role to have. But Deontay did get extended, and I think he's still the guy. We'll see if Pickens can overtake him. You know, we've seen them jostle before with a lot of talented wide receivers. But I think, if anything, we know that Claypool is probably gone more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, I think, yes. Yes, Claypool is probably gone. We talked a little bit about... Um, How do you I feel about Kenneth Walker to... in that game? If you want to talk about Kenneth who, Walker. Who was it? Kenneth Walker. 
Yeah, talk about Kenneth Walker. Talk about Kenneth Walker. What did Walker do? I didn't. I, I, I admittedly saw nothing from Seattle, so I have no clue how Walker looked. Um, I heard Drew Locke played well, but I don't know anything from like like the Seattle side. I was zoned in on George. Pitt. All I cared about was Pickens and Pickett. What did Kenneth Walker do? Apparently, he caught some passes. Yeah, I mean, he he caught a pass for eleven yards. Right. He looked pretty good. I think the biggest thing is that with Walker, Ken, you know, you me, see Ken Walker. Ken yeah, people, Walker. he likes to be called Ken. He likes to be called Ken. My my apologies to apologies. Mr. Ken. But I, I think the biggest thing that you saw, and we'll talk about this with Isaiah Spiller as well, is that when we looked at his film, you're like, can he really read the holes and and play the scheme well? And I thought he played really really well. You saw the cutbacks, you saw the footwork, and I think that's what's going to separate him. Even though the offensive line is atrocious, which is going to be a problem, I think we've seen the vision. And what he can do behind the line of scrimmage is going to make him successful in the NFL. I don't know what to do with him still. I'm still unsure about whether you should be buying him right now because he he's going to struggle behind that offensive line. They look god-awful. But yeah, I, think I heard it was bad. In limited action, he's going to be good this season. He'll make some big plays, but he'll have to do a lot behind the line of scrimmage, kind of like we saw with Najee last year. I think it's a, mm. is a good call. And isn't Rashad Penny hurt? Isn't Rashad Penny hurt? Yeah. Yeah, he's hurt right now, so I don't know when he's going to come back, if he's going to come back, but yeah, he's he's still hurt, and you know that's pretty on-brand for Rashad Penny, right? So we'll see what happens, but Walker getting a lot oh. of run with the first team, looking pretty good, so it's it's good for him right now and how he's projecting overall. Speaking of bad offensive lines, what about Chicago, man? We, we joked about it on Wednesday with the prayer candle for Justin Fields. Uh, Darnell Mooney had a nice, you know, Darnell Mooney had a nice grab. That's what Darnell Mooney does. Like, I think, you know, if, if, if I... <laughs> These bad teams, man. Like, who do you want from Chicago besides, like, who do you want? I'm, I, I know you'll take a flyer on Tristan Abner and Khalil I'm Herbert. Not. I get I, it. Right? I want, I want Mooney, right? Like, I think that's just what it comes down to. Is yeah, you know, it, whether you like Mooney or not, some people aren't don't even think Mooney's that good. He's gonna get the volume. You know, Mooney and Komet are the offense right now. So I think that's the biggest thing is that I think you yeah. need to yeah, have. Komet, excuse me, I forgot about Komet. Yeah, yeah. Mooney and Komet are the two. I mean, I don't know if I'm people call me a fields hater, but like, I, I just don't know if I can be in on him this season because he's just going to have such a hard time. If he's not running like crazy, I'm not sure what he's going to be able to do, but again, we'll see it. And I hope he can get it right. But that offense is just terrible. Yeah. It I, looked, I don't know if you bad, can, man, you're they buying these guys because of projected volume and that's it. Like you can't project upside ceiling. Like to me, it's just, you're buying them because they're going to get a lot of work. And you're praying that Fields can have enough time back there to throw the ball, and that's pretty much it. And if you want to roster him in fantasy, take him in redraft, whatever. You have to. He you, may be fine. He may be fine. Oh, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you drop him or anything, but maybe you want to try and sell him. I, I just think that it's going to be very tough for Justin Fields if he's not running a lot. It could be tough for fantasy. That's that's the biggest problem. Yeah, everybody was tapped into this game, man, because you know Mahomes got to play and he threw seven passes. Yeah. Like he was on the field. He played right in that first team offense. Was humming. I believe um, the running back room is what everybody's looking at. Yeah. I think Clyde Edwards Elaire had seven plays with Six the ones. Yards. So well, he had, well, he had seven crazy. plays with Mahomes. And then Pacheco yeah. had like three plays with Mahomes. I think McKinnon had a play with Mahomes, not carries, but like on the field with Mahomes. So, uh, you know, that running back room is a battle that we're watching. And it still looks like it's going to be Clyde up first. But Isaiah yeah. Pacheco is going to be a thing. Like I, it's, we're here now. He's he's probably he's cemented as the RB two. Ronald Jones played exclusively with the second and third team guys. Uh, four carries, one yard for Ronald Jones. I really, I mean, 
you know, you want them to play well, but I'm not going to dog anybody out for, you know, not being able to get in a groove with two or four carries. But it looks like it's Clyde and Pacheco. Uh, Scott Moore looked good out there. Travis Kelsey had a pass. Yep. The MVS caught a pass. Uh, the first team offense looked good. They looked, they're going to be, I, I don't, I don't want to say they're going to be just fine without Tyreek Hill, and he doesn't matter. I'm not saying that. But, damn it, Patrick Mahomes, you're that guy. You're the Hall of Fame. Did you yep. hear, speaking of Hall of Fame, did you hear the debate on ESPN with Ryan Clark and Mad Dog no. on first take? Mad Dog said if Cooper Cup retires today, he's a Hall of Famer. Really? If he and he he and Ryan Clark got into it, into it that if Cooper Cup retired, did not catch another pass, he'd be a Hall of Famer. I believe Cooper Cup has two one thousand yard seasons under his belt, and he just had the greatest wide receiver season of all time. But that's that's kind of. I don't know how I got there I, from, I, I, from I don't Mahomes, know if we can get there, but... but <laughs> I don't know I mean, how I went from I don't Mahomes know. to Cooper Cup. I mean, so for me, I think... Yeah, I mean, you can't do that. But how many okay. more does he need? How many more does he need, though? If we're Bro, he's just, only got like 5,000 yards in his career. Like He's not a Hall of Famer. They need that. He needs... He was... He's damn good, though. Whatever but he was back smoking... To he, back Mahomes. to Mahomes, though. This is why Mahomes is the, the, uh, the Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, right? Elevate these guys. I want to see... Quarterbacks be floor raisers. Can you lift up the MBSs? Yes. And as good as Scott Moore looks, he's still a rookie. Juju Smith-Schuster, yep. I think the Kansas City offense is going to be fine. I think we have a very real problem in Chicago. And I know uh, Cody Smith is in the building. And he's been fading the shit out of the Bears all offseason because the team is probably just not going to be good. Uh, Damian Pierce, Jay, I just I got to talk about him, man. He looked good. You all in. You all I'm in. in. I'm all in. He looked good. Marlon Mack, Rex yeah, Burkhead. Did. If Damian Pierce can't beat out those guys, right? And and here's the thing, man. Like I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying Damian Pierce is going to give us a ten year career of being an RB one or an RB two. But can he give me two? Can he give me two yeah. three years? That's all I need. That's all I need out of Damian Pierce. Can he give me two three years of production, right? And again, we're going to keep prefacing this. We're not overreacting, but damn it, we're overreacting. He looked good. He looked good versus the Saints. Cutback run, finishing strong. And, and the beautiful thing about Damian Pierce is he's got so much tread left on his because he didn't do shit in, in yeah. college. He's got so much tread left. He's fresh. He's used to carrying the ball 40 times a season, not getting any passes. He's ready to go. He's ready to go, man. And he looked good. He looked, you had that 31 on. He looked good. What do you think? And, and Houston, and I know it's a different coaching staff, but they've taken shots on guys, undrafted free agents, late-round yep. guys, giving them a shot. I remember Steve Slayton rushing 4,000 yards. We all know Arian Foster, and the list goes on and on. So, I mean, Alfred Alfred Blue had a role in that backfield yeah. some years ago, right? I'm dating myself. Some of y'all young bucks probably have no clue who Steve Slayton is, Alfred Blue. But where, where you, Damian Pierce looks good, man. I asked our Discord last night, like, I'm not selling him for a random second. No, thank no. you. This dude's probably no. going to be the starting running back in Houston before the season is up. And if he's getting 15 to 18 opportunities a game, I want that dude, man. And he looked good. 
Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is that I want to see what they do with this offense because while Marlon Mack is, you know, he's the running back right now, I still think that Damian Pierce could have a role in the receiving game. You know, people don't talk about it enough that he's still a pretty good pass catcher. And so I think it could be a bit of a two-back system. Davis Mills obviously didn't play a lot in this game, which was a little bit surprising because obviously they're comfortable with him. And like you said, they're willing to put some guys out there that don't have the highest draft capital and all these things. And with this improved offensive line this season, they may have some legitimate running lanes. And we saw that Damian Pierce was able to do some What's things. What's his cost? Somebody said I mean, uh, I SPB Sports said his cost is too much. What's his cost right now? I didn't think it was that high. Let me know what his cost is. I mean, to be re- realistic, Ray, are you gonna you are you gonna get him I'm for not. a second? Probably not. Am I gonna maybe, what? Maybe. Would you get gonna... Damian Pierce for a second? Like, could do you think someone would sell him for a second? I mean, maybe. somebody obviously it. People are doing that. Yeah, people see? might be, but I He's, think it's I think that's a mistake, honestly. Sold, I, sold I, a piece for 23 said, give me one of those guys. See, that's my thing. Like the I don't think I want you go draft Zach like Charbonnet. That, What's Zach Charbonnet yeah. to Damian Pierce, man? I don't I don't know, man. The same it's it's, it's the, the same, same thing player. in the situation, and you're you're just re-rolling it. You're just re-rolling. That's all yeah. you're doing. Yeah. And if yeah. Pierce does look a little bit better, you could get a little bit more for him. And so that, that, I'm just I'm not out on him yet. I think you you made a lot of good points. Houston was one of those spots we wanted Ken Walker to go there badly because we thought that would be the spot that he could really thrive in. Damian Pierce ended up there. Tyler Algier in Atlanta. These are the situations that we want to watch where there was running back opportunities to be had, and those are the two guys that I don't think I'd be selling quite yet in case there's a chance that they do get that full-time role, at which point you could sell them for a lot more than just a random second-round pick. I'll tell you one of the more disappointing rookies that I saw came from my own team, man. Dallas Cowboys, Jalen Tolbert, seven targets, two catches, 10 yards, alligator armed the ball. Um, Cowboys just looked bad. Uh, uh, more penalties again in the preseason, which plagued Dallas last year. Yep. I'm getting to a are point now, man, where it's like, all right, you know the ones are going to be good. You know Dak's going to do his thing. CD's going to be good. Zeke's going to get his work. Pollard's going to get his work. It was Tober looked like a rookie, whereas you know we look yeah. at some other guys and they're like, "Damn, Stuart, I know he's a rookie, but he looked good. Pickens looked good, right? Yeah. You know, we looked at, uh, you know, just name another rookie that played well, right? Whether it's Sam Howe, whomever. We're like, yeah, they and we're like Jalen Tober looked like a rookie, man. Uh, to me, was my he was my what's alligator arm when you're going across the middle, you know you're about to get hit and you don't extend for that ball because you know you're going to yeah. get hit. And you just want to protect yourself. Um, it, for me, I was really excited to see Tolbert because I knew they were going to target him a lot. And he led the, t- led the team in targets, man. He had seven. Next closest was four targets for a running back. And, ah, uh, man, I just wanted a little more from our starting wide receiver in Jalen Tolbert. One game, don't want to panic, but didn't, didn't look all that great uh, for Jalen Tolbert. And nobody else of consequence really played uh, for Dallas. The Buffalo Bills and the Colts got on the field. Jonathan Taylor went nuts. JT getting all, no, JT did not play. Didn't play. Matt Ryan played. Matt Ryan, well, JT wasn't getting, you know, they're not, they're not about to do that. Michael Pittman did his thing. People said Alec Pierce yeah. didn't look good. I saw nothing but highlights from Khalil Shakir, who had five for 92. Uh, yeah. That's, that's all I People saw. All I saw was a Sh- Khalil Shakir, and and Matt Barkley, my USC Trojan, Matt Barkley, uh, leading that come from behind victory. Uh, but where are you at with Khalil, man? You know, another one of those late round wide receivers, later round day three wide receivers that we like going into the process, didn't get the draft capital. So we're like, ah, not really in on him. Uh, I mean, he I mean, plays well. Those things, man. 
he played really well. And I think that's one of those things you got to give certain people a lot of credit. Um, there was a lot of good people who were on Shakir. And again, part of it is being in part of that offense, having Josh Allen, maybe not believing so much in Gabe Davis and, and Isaiah McKenzie, potentially. If he's that fourth guy, Gabe Davis was that fourth guy for a while, right? Mm -hmm. And he became fantasy relevant very quickly. So I don't think we should just ignore what he's doing out there. You could say, you know, late round draft capital didn't have the athletic testing we're looking for, but he was good in college and he is showing out right now. And if he continues to build off this, we should monitor his situation and what, what he's looking like. Because I, I think, think there he could might be, be the three. I don't think he's going to be the two. I don't think there's any overtaking Gabe Davis for the two. No, no, no. He's not going to. No, no. But the, but the problem for him is that he he can't really operate as the as the three because the three is the slot, right? The three is still going to be the slot. So he has to be either the two or the one. He's obviously not going to be the one. Could he get run if Gabe Davis gets hurt, though? Absolutely. And that's why it's worth, you know, seeing if you can maybe acquire him. If you have him on rosters, don't trade him away because he could have some value. I don't know, Ray. Would you be trading Shakur if someone offered you a second right now for him? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I yes. think you'd have to do that. Yeah, I would. But I would. Now, Josh, that, for so anyone who didn't home. watch the Bills game, Isaiah Hodgins is a thing. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins, I liked him a lot coming out of Oregon State, man. I liked yeah, him a lot. Long. I watched a lot of Pac-12 football. And then when he couldn't get on the field... It's just like, oh, man. But, I mean, I put film breakdowns on Isaiah Hodgins. I love them coming out of Oregon State. Um, so it's going to be interesting to figure out. I, I still think the starting three, when it all said and done, at least at the beginning, it's going to be Diggs, Davis, and McKenzie. I think those will be the three to start out. But Shakir's going to get on the field. And uh, Jeff, uh, duly noted with Isaiah Hodgins. I've been here, baby. I'm glad you said he looked good, and I see he had 11 damn targets. So uh, that's good. Matt Barkley, that Pac-12, the Pac-12 connection, getting it in there. And, yeah, the play I saw with Alec Pierce was your boy, Kair Elam, strapping him down um, oh. on a slant, right? Absolute seatbelt. Uh, from Kyrie yep. Elam from the Buffalo Bills. It's going to be a nasty DB combo once Trey White gets back on the field healthy and ready to go. Uh, we didn't talk much about the Bucks and the uh, Bucks and the Dolphins. Tom Brady's on vacation. Uh, Tom Brady said, "I just need to step away in the middle of training camp. I'll be back." In 11 days, so no Tom Brady. There were some uh, unfounded rumors about him considering retirement. We ain't about the fake news, yeah. that shit right here. Uh, he's stepping away, said the team is good with it, so there it is. Skylar Thompson got to play. No no Waddle, no Tyreek, no Tua, nothing like that. Rashad White got a little bit of work uh, from, this, from, the, uh, from the Tampa Bay side of the ball. Kyle Trask played a lot. Uh, I don't think there's anything, like, major. I think Rashad White had a nice little reception, but it—, it just caught the ball and get upfield, right? And then the Rams yeah. and the Chargers game, uh, we got to see some Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah Spiller played, 10 carries, 34 yards, made a couple of nice runs, but 3.4 a carry, that's not good. But Josh Kelly, yeah. I mean, 3 for 16, Larry Roundtree, 3 for 8. Looked like they wanted to get Spiller the ball. I think, Yeah. say what you want, I think it's going to be inevitable but that at some point he's going to be the, two, the, the number two running back there. He had one catch, 10 yards on one target, so did secure that pass. But, of course, from the Rams' side of the ball, we saw nobody. They're, I think they're the only team who only played one quarterback, like, all, you know, for the whole game. Bryce Perkins, a uh, kid out of Virginia. And Skylar Thompson, too. Yeah, yeah, Skylar Thompson as well. Excuse me, Skylar Thompson as well. Uh, I don't think there's anything else to really take away from the Chargers' side of the ball. I mean, Joe Reed had a bunch of catches, but nothing. Palmer was on the field. He didn't do anything. Uh, Spiller yeah. was the name. I mean, people talking about was kind of looking people at. talking about Spiller and Josh Kelly, right? Because Josh Kelly looked I'm improved, not, and then Spiller, it's, I'm not it's the Kelly. footwork, right? Yes. Yeah. You're not in on Kelly? No, uh, uh, no, no. That that was a failed experiment. What two years ago, a year ago? I think everybody knows yeah. what Josh Kelly is, and there's a reason why they're like, all right, 
you get the ball 10 times and we'll throw you a target, right? Then we had the Vikings and the Raiders yesterday and everybody's favorite running back, Zamir White, coming off of that Hall of Fame game. Didn't do much in this one, five for 13. Um, but on the Minnesota side of the ball, Jay, I've been telling people, boy. Ty Chandler, Ty Chandler on my film grade, I had him as a top, just on the tape, I had him as a top 10 back in the class. I think I was even higher. I think he had him like at eight or something like that, just based on the tape. He went out there, looked explosive, not just in, uh, behind, you know, as the running back, but in special teams. And the fact that he can show an ability to play on special teams only lends uh, him making the roster. You know, normally teams keep three running backs. It's looking like it might be four. Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler, uh, in Wangwu. And if if Chandler gets practice squad or cut, like he's going to get picked up, man. The explosiveness that you saw on tape at North Carolina, uh, it, it came out on the field, man. So I'm happy Ty Chandler looked good. Another one of those guys in the fourth round of your rookie drafts or maybe even free. There you go. Lindsey Max said it right here. Uh, got Ty Chandler at 404. Like, yeah, just you might as well take him in the fourth round. And, yeah, I know I know in Wangwu is the top returner, but – Having another body back there like Chandler that could, you know, if he needs to go anywhere, if something happens to him, like that's that only helps with his outlook of making the fifty, uh, make the fifty-three. Uh, somebody asked about Kellen Mond. Asking, everyone's asking about Kellen Mond, right? Where go are you ask, at? Go ask Mike Zimmer. Go ask Mike Zimmer. <laughs> Mike Zimmer said he saw enough. He didn't need to see Kellen Mond on the field. And Mon looked good, man. I got nine for 14, you know, two touchdowns. Yep. He only averaged eight, 8.5 a, a, a throw. But, you know, that he's a, he's a young guy. He's, a, he's not a rookie, but a second-year guy. Didn't take any sacks. Ran the ball a couple of times. Can Kellen Mond be a thing? I'm just going to say I think the answer oh. is no. But no, he played well, right? Yeah. No, he did play really, really well. And so, I, I mean, got to give him credit for that. For a guy who... His coach literally said, I see enough of him in practice is probably one of the worst endorsements I've heard in a press conference ever from a coach talking about their third round pick as a quarterback. And to think, you know, him and Davis Mills went back to back is pretty insane. But, you know, give him credit. You know, he's obviously been working. It's not much of anything, but maybe he can build off it, be a competent backup in the NFL. So, again, I hope he can put it together because he does have, again, he's a guy who has a dual threat skill set. He can throw the ball pretty far. He has a big arm, yeah, not the most accurate arm, and he can run, right? He's got a big so, arm. He's got a big arm. Always worth, always worth knowing those guys, and if he is getting better, it's worth uh, paying attention to. Two touchdowns is nice. I think the Chan Chandler is kind of the bigger story. And I was happy to see Amir Smith-Barset do something. Yeah, that's your a boy. guy they really like out of Iowa. Yeah, I, I do really like him a lot. I still think, you know, it'll be a lot of Thielen, a lot of Jefferson, a lot of KJ Osborne. Maybe he could operate as the four, but, you know, not going to do much for fantasy this season. All right, and a quick look ahead this week. we got Chicago-Seattle on Thursday, so probably a little more fields and get to see. I think yeah. I, I'm wondering with the switch with the preseason, and I, I don't remember from last year, but is preseason game two the game where most of the starters play, or is it preseason game three where most of the should starters be, are going to should be two, right? Because okay. three will be – Three should be the last week That's, where it's four stringers, roster cloggers, guys trying to make the roster, okay. all that stuff. So, so we should we'll see, see a lot of uh, – so we should see what – like right, like Chicago, Seattle, got Carolina, New England. We should see Mac Jones and, and all of those guys. We didn't should talk about Darnold Mac Baker. Jones, hopefully, yeah. Darnold and yeah. Baker both had their moments. Baker was with the starters. Darnold comes in, throws a touchdown yeah. pass. Baker had a fumble um, in that game. Uh, didn't really get into that, but again, it seems like Baker's job to lose for for Carolina Absolutely. at this point. So. Absolutely, yeah. I, th I think Baker looked good enough, right? He could have been a little bit we better, were watching but it. Yeah, part of it too is he's 
he's le- he needs to learn the offense, and that's that's yeah. part of it too, right? Like Darnold's been in this offense for a long time, and he did show a little bit of something. I think that it was a little bit concerning to see Matt Corral go one for nine. Hope to see a little bit more from Corral, but again, hopefully he can build off it, have a good uh, preseason. Not expecting a lot from him, but again, we talked about Sam Howell potentially getting some action on the other side for Washington. Matt Corral's a guy that if Carolina's bad enough, maybe we see him a little bit this season, but if he's not really showing much of anything, yeah, then we probably don't. So we'll see. And that's yeah. your boy, Matt Corral. Hopefully he can yeah, put it together. that's my boy, but I don't know, man. We got a couple of super chats we got to get to. Let's do it. Here we go. 12-team super flex. I'm competing now. Sold a 23 late first. 110 to 112 in 323 seconds for Jalen Waddle and Field. Still have 223 first. Any thoughts? Um, late 23 first and 323 seconds the trade. For, for Waddle and Fields. Yeah, I'll take I'll take a shot on Waddle and Fields for the 110 in three seconds. Yeah, give me Waddle and yeah. Fields. Good trade, man. I like that. And you're competing now. Waddle's going to give you an immediate. Uh, what's you know, what are those two third two seconds gonna do you or three seconds right now? I mean, um, yeah. If that's all it costs to get fucking Waddle and Fields, like I, if you're saying it, it cost me three seconds to get Fields and a first for Waddle, sign me up. So I think that was a good trade yeah. by you, man. Good job, good job. Go win it, go win it now. Use that Waddle and go win it. I hope I just hope you got a better option at QB one than Fields off the rip. Like I hope you got a better option yeah. than that off the rip. But I like it, man. Uh, here we go. Jeff has one for us right here. Pickens or Garrett Wilson straight up. Interesting. We've been rerunning rookie mocks um, within our Discord, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Dynasty Barry is rerunning. We're doing these mocks, just redoing the rookie rookie class. Like, let's run it back. I think we did like six mocks yesterday, and I don't believe Pickens was selected ahead of Garrett Wilson one time. I don't think so, Jay. Um, I would you take, might would you take him, do it. Would you do it? I might really? do it. I, I mean, I had Pickens as my five coming in. I just, the Jets, man, and we didn't get into Zach Wilson. Uh, do, do we know what's wrong with him yet? Like, it, it, No, it, so he has to get the surgery. So I think he's getting the surgery this, sometime this week, and that's when they're going to confirm the PCL injury and no further structural damage, right? So he didn't tear his ACL because they did the test for that. As you're aware, there's the test for the Achilles, right? So they did, uh. they did do the ACL test. He's good um, as far as that. It looks like he's clear. The MCL looking good. Um, but they do have to repair the PCL. That's what they're projecting it to be. But they still want to go in, double check it. So when he actually gets the surgery, they're going to take a look at his knee and see is there any further damage and what's his timetable looking like right now. They said, I believe, six weeks if it's just the PCL, but they need to actually confirm that with the surgery because the PCL is is actually in the back, so they have to make sure there's nothing else going on. With, All right, uh, here it is. With, Wilson with was overall. picked four through eight, Pickens seven through 12, so not one time. Uh, well, maybe one time, and that might have been the time that I took him over Garrett Wilson. I did. Um, I, what are you just? What do you? I don't want to go there yet. I think, like, yeah, okay. I, I, as much as okay, I think that everyone's all on Pickens, and don't get me wrong, I, I'm with you. I think we should be in on him. I think if you want to put him ahead of Dotson, that's okay. Like, is that is well, that I ridiculous? Real, like, is what, what's no, my thing is going into so. going into last year. I mean, I even had Pickens as like I think I had him as wide receiver two prior to the ACL. Like there, there, yeah, yeah. I, there were people out there who had him as wide receiver one prior to the ATL ACL. So is it out of left field to be like I would prefer George Pickens over Garrett Wilson in the Jets right now? I'm just asking. No, it's a little hot takey. Um, but I think you know, I, I think the bigger conversation for me is would you take him at the top of his tier? Right, we had him in a tier with Sky Moore, with Chris Olave, with. Um, Christian Watson wasn't really in that tier for us, no, but he was he for was other not. people, he was right? Not. So I, I think you, you, 
uh, would you put him over Sky? Because I think Sky is yes, the guy that I, I would, has a fine. similar high ceiling, right? But playing with Mahomes, good offense, opportunity, all these things. That's that for me is the bigger conversation to see is where does he fit in and would you bump him up to that next year with Wilson, JMO, and uh, Burks? I think is kind of where that tier is because we have okay. London a little bit higher, right? Um, but I mean, I think it seems like it's London, Burks, maybe Garrett Wilson. Would you pick? Would you take JMO or Pickens right now? Traylon, man. All right, last last super set. Still taking Traylon. Bigger concern: Antonio Gibson fumbling or the Cowboys penalties? They're equally concerning. They're both they're both tier one concerns. Both of them. What? Tier one matters concern. for fantasy and one doesn't. Gibby's the penalties matter. A, a when, when, when 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 Dak throws a touchdown to Ceedee Lamb and Tyler Smith gets held called for a holding, it matters for fantasy, man. The the, the penalties are bad. They're very bad. Yeah. I think they're equally concerning. I think they are both equally concerning and it's something that plagued Dallas last year and it just yeah, looks it like it's going to be a problem this year uh Jay before we get out of here uh Cole World said I bet you guys are exhausted but was the best funniest story uh from the weekend what do you think was the funniest story man we missed a lot <laughs> unfortunately um we did miss a lot on Saturday I don't know man this is hard we probably gotta think know. about this when it come back on Wednesday I, I mean uh, I, I think for me, I can, think, I, I can only think of one, but I'm, I'm we we're not talking about it. Okay. <laughs> well, for for me, I, I really think the best part. Uh, it's not even a story, man. It's just the people that you interact with, man. The cats that I will yeah. never know, right? They've got they've got letters on the YouTube videos, so you'll never see their face. They got an avatar, you'll never know who they are. Like honestly, yeah. for me, the coolest thing is people walking up and saying, "Man, like I love what you do. You get me through every morning." You and Jay, like to yeah. me, that was like that was the best freaking part of it all, man. We had a lot of funny things that were going on and just hanging out amongst one another. But I think the best thing, honestly, was just meeting the people that really fuck with you, man, that really rock with you, that yeah. really wake up and and comment and engage. And again, they don't create content. They don't they don't they don't do any of that stuff, but they they rock with you. And I think that was probably the coolest thing for me. Like that was my best story, honestly. Like it was Hands down, the best thing outside of meeting you, man. But uh, appreciate everybody coming in. Appreciate everybody waking up with us today. Thank you all for the well wishes. GQ is on the road to recovery. I'm on that Cam Akers, James Robinson program, baby, because I got to get back on the field next year, maybe. Yeah. Potentially. We'll yeah, see we, how that... We need, we need the content. People are asking for yeah, highlights. I'll just, like, I'll just, we I'll just wear the there. uniform. We I'll left. just wear the uniform. I'll just wear the yeah. uniform. And somebody said it's 3 a.m., uh, in Hawaii to watch y'all. I rock with y'all. Appreciate you, Loganja. Loganja, we appreciate you tapping in. We'll be back tomorrow on Wednesday uh, for the Wake Up Show. Make sure you subscribe to the All Gas Newsletter. It's free. The link is in the description below. Check out all the content on the Destination Devi podcast feed, 40 Chess, Off the Line Fantasy. We got an injury pod with Jeff Mueller coming up. Um, hit the comment button, uh, comment, subscribe, comment for the algorithm. We appreciate y'all being here, and we'll be back on Wednesday. I'm out. Peace out.